Subject number two for episode 21, season two. This one is Navajo money spending. And mostly this is about, um, you know, just learning from examples and and mistakes from other companies, other... I don't know, just other financial institutions that have been around longer than the Navajo Nation and longer than what we may know and some of the stuff that's come up recently. But um, the one thing I want to say about this is that there's this video I was trying to watch, but I just, I just couldn't finish it. I had so much going on. It, it's uh, I think it was about 40 minutes long, maybe 50 minutes. But it's called End of the Road, How Money Became Worthless. And it's it's got some really interesting facts in there about how a lot of... Um, the way gold, silver, and paper dollars, you know, they they translate into the modern world and how um, after Richard Nixon took um, the paper dollar off of the gold standard, that's when everything started to crumble, decline. And I covered that a few episodes ago where I was saying that, you know, because of the the um, the printing of so much money, it started to lose its value. And then um, I was saying about how the, the Biden administration wanted to get more money out here or out to everybody by, you know, all these uh, spending plans and stuff like that, $3 trillion and whatnot. Well, if that's the case, then um, our money is going to be worthless, the paper money. And that's why I was saying, you know, it's good to invest in uh, gold and silver right now, gold and silver coins, 7K metals, um, all, all that stuff. But um, uh, aside from that, that video, it, it was really, it's really, it's really interesting. So, um, you know, there's this guy who was saying that dollars should be no longer used as currency and, um, and soon sound money will be more stable <clears throat> and sound money. If you remember, I was talking about gold and silver, gold and silver is, um, sound money. You know, you, you buy the coins or the if you have the money to buy the bars, and then you're well off, you're set. But um, what basically he's saying that, you know, the just get rid of the dollars, man. Just go back to gold and silver coins, maybe. And um, just go back to the exchange rate of all that, because that's where everything will be a lot better off. And um, he says, uh, gold will always crush paper money. Don't let the government tell you how to invest money. And that's pretty good because, <clears throat> excuse me, if we look at how America is, or how America is in its current state right now, as far as economics and the whole inflation thing, um, it's the government right there saying, well, you know, we'll give you some more money. But then, like I said before, um, when the cost of living rises, does your paycheck rise also? When was the last time you got a raise? I remember the last time I got a raise was about three years ago. <laughs> was it three and a half years ago? And so, um, but I'm not complaining because I'm investing my money. That's why I'm like not really worried about the cost of, li well, I am worried about the cost of living, but the fact that um, I haven't gotten a raise lately it kind of shows that that statement really should wake people up, you know, and and that's another statement that should wake you up is that don't let the government tell you how to invest money or 
yeah, just basically spend your money. And you know what's going on in your life. And when I say all this, I'm also referring to reservation, low-income Navajos that are looking at, you know, the material world that they see on television or the internet. And there's all this advertising for clothing, commercial, toys, food. And it just goes on and on and it it doesn't stop. And at, at the rate we're living on the Navajo Nation, it's easier for us to go out and buy those things, pay that little extra money, pay the extra tax, pay, pay the money for gas to get whatever it is that's easier and quicker and could possibly last longer and then bring it back home and, um, put it to use, whether it's food or clothing, toys, tools, vehicles, uh, cell phones, equipment, laptops, all that stuff. And, um, and this other thing about, I, I think it was on the same video cause I also watched another video, but, uh, one of the things I heard on it was this dude said, um, produce more than you can consume or actually produce more than you consume. <laughs> I'll say that again. Presume, uh, produce more than you consume. There we go. And at the rate of all the trash and illegal dump sites that Navajos are creating nowadays, cause they're too lazy and they don't want to pay that extra money to take it to the chapter house or you know the chapter house their trash bin is full because there's too much junk um you know they they end up doing all these illegal sites uh dump sites so when that statement produce more than you consume comes in um that's pretty much in reference to um like having things that make life easier if you're a carpenter make more chairs so that way these navajos don't have to go out and um go buy metal plastic aluminum chairs and it breaks and then you know you created a a sturdy wood chair and you know more navajos come back to you and say oh yeah i like your chair it lasts long let me buy another one let me buy a few more you got a great you got a great rate um your prices are you know agreeable and stuff like that anyways and the other thing that um i learned off of this was um cut cut spending down and if you're going to create something like, um, like I said, a carpenter making chairs, find the market for that. So you would probably more than likely, if you're in a Clagato area and you're making chairs and you, you want to sell them, or let's say benches or um, cabinets, then the best place for you to go would probably probably be over in Ganado at the flea market. You'd sell them over there. And so that would be, you know, that's the thing right there. Cut spending down and <clears throat> find your market. And then save the difference using precious metals. Now that one, it's more into uh, gold and silver. And um, saving the difference is just like, you know, the the leftover cash. And um, that's where, like I said, I I don't really want to spend too much time explaining a lot of this. But that's why I was bringing up that video. Um, look, Look for it on YouTube. End of the road, how money became worthless. And you'll really kind of uh, see where I'm going with this. And then, um, then there was a, this guy was, uh, I, I've been watching several videos on uh, money, but I, I write, I would take down the notes real quick. So one of the things I remember hearing was this guy was talking about central banks could stop Bitcoin if Bitcoin does better as a currency and, um, Bitcoin 
as I've said before, um, when I went to that 7K metal seminar, the, the guy there, Bob Reed, he goes, I don't trust Bitcoin because that's like imaginary currency. He goes, I'd rather, if anything, if I had a choice between Bitcoin and paper money that's losing its value, I'd rather take paper money. But overall, gold and silver, precious metals, that's where that's where it's best for me to in, invest and that's where I'm going to that's what I'm going to stick with. So, you know, Bitcoin because it's like made through the internet and it is worth money and you can buy and trade and it has value and it goes up and you can get so much and you 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 buy when it's low and sell when it's high is the is the rule of thumb by everybody that that uses it. If it does so good, it starts taking over paper money. That uh World Bank would probably say, ah, oh, no, nah, man, we, we ain't let you guys do this anymore because you're making more money than us. They could easily stop it. So it, Bitcoin really isn't like, isn't as sturdy as gold and silver. You know, it, it's not as physical as that. So that's where you would kind of take chances on that. And, you know, I know people always say, oh, yeah, I invested in Bitcoin. I got a lot of money. And then it's like, hey, man, good for you. Cool, you know, but... um. For me, I'm sticking with a man who who knows a lot of um, you know, a lot about money and knows a lot about world currency and economics. So when Bob Reed says invest in gold and silver, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather do that, man, because I've seen the results this dude has. And um, you know, and a lot of people are starting to realize, especially going off of that um, black social media, black Twitter, and all that, that the government did cause the pandemic. You know, is is like. All this working together, just like how they did with, excuse me, the September 9th, um, September 11th uh, terrorist attacks back in 2001, and like um, the um, the Vietnam War, which was CIA was funding all this, you know, guerrillas, armies, and whatnot with, and then there was like this whole um, heroin uh, trade going on, and then World War One and World War Two, there were there were. Some people say it was, you know, um, it was caused by, oh, well, anyways, I'll, I'll get back to that later, man. It's just taking too much time away from what I'm trying to say. So anyways, um, you know, the, the government caused basically what the black social media is saying is government caused pandemic because, and along with theorists, uh, they're saying government caused pandemic because, uh, the money investments into vaccines and pharmaceuticals and the, not only that, but the further conspiracy theorists say that the um that's the start of the final reset because um that federal government or um this is where i keep getting confused on it the world bank and the fed i think they were the same thing or they weren't uh you know right now all i know is the fed is fake and it's failing so what I kind of was thinking was the Navajo Nation could benefit from uh, like prepaid welfare cards, like food stamps, and you know we could have easily put like a, a not so much a limit on it, but like a tracking monitor to where I'm pretty sure it's possible now to where um, Navajos won't be going over to Gallup, um, especially from the Clagato area, won't be going to Gallup to or or like. I don't know, Holbrook, Flagstaff, to get booze and tobacco, you know, tobacco's not that bad, but, you know, just to get boot, 
uh, booze for bootlegging. You know, they could probably have a regulation or something like that to when you swipe your card and you got your 30-pack and your $10 vodka bottles or whatever it is they sell, the card will say, uh, you know, sale declined. And the cashier will be like, oh, sorry, sir, this is a Navajo Nation, um, uh, I don't know, welfare card. You know, it, it's not good for alcohol and, and um, you know, tobacco and, and whatever terrible things that Navajos are spending on. So, you know, it would be, it would be awesome to have that since Jonathan Nez had the money for it. He could have uh, easily put something like that together and then said, all right, people, we're going to send this all out to you and... With this $300 million we have left over, we're going to start our own Navajo Nation bank. And that way, the currency that you guys have, it'll start to build. And, you know, all that fancy schmancy uh, bank talk and all those account things. So that would have been, uh, you know, pretty cool to um, kind of stop the sale of alcohol to, to natives, you know. And <clears throat> not only that, but uh, the other thing I was thinking of was... <clears throat> excuse me. The other thing I was thinking of with this, um, you know, Navajo money spending is that... Navajos are making things harder for themselves, obviously, and and the way they're trying to recover from this whole quote unquote pandemic um, by doing like illegal things and bootlegging, illegal trash dumping. Um, while while they're doing that, they know it's easier to just dump the trash out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's gonna find it unless you you're dumbass and you leave your receipts out there or something with your name on it. And, you know, they're going to know, and they know that, you know, it's easier to sell booze to, you know, their local buddies and family and friends and watch them die just to make some profit. So they're already aware of that. So there's no excuse that they don't know how to do sales and all that. Um, um, but they fail to invest, educate, or research about finances. And that's where, you know, when people talk about bootleggers... I got. I got. I have to give them credit because they know how to beat the system. They cheated it, and they're not getting caught. And they have the loyalty of their customers on their side. So you could be like a single mother. Well, you could be a mother with a bunch of kids, and your man keeps taking off, and he goes to the bootlegger any chance he gets, and he comes back drunk, and it causes so much problems that you really can't do much other than maybe find out, maybe report who the bootlegger is. But the man is not going to let the wife or the mother um, turn in his bootlegger because that's a quick fix for him. And he'll pretty much die to defend his bootlegger. And, you know, he could pretty much put his life on the line if, uh, if, if need be, jump in front of his bootlegger to take a bullet from a cop, you know. Um, or, you know, just drink himself to death and what was it all for, you know. All that booze and money spent, you know. So anyways, uh, that's where I was saying that, you know, those, those type of people are just kind of, um, and I think everybody knows that, you know, it, that's pretty obvious. It's nothing new that I'm bringing up, but what I'm saying is, you know, as far as a recovery effort to get back to quote unquote normal, which normal sucked when I was in there, um, you know, just to create a better alternative way of living, uh, an alternative lifestyle, basically for the Navajo Nation. And uh, meanwhile, while all that's going on, you know, Navajo's just spending money left and right whenever they get it, especially with those uh, stimulus checks. Uh, meanwhile, the mainstream media, uh, news media, 
and have uh, Reyes and didn't believe in everything they're telling him. So, uh, now that's not um, a real specific statement. It's just a broad generalization. And the reason why I say that is because the news media, whatever they were reporting, KTNN was sucking it up with a straw, you know, and they were spitting it back out on the radio back to the, to the, to their loyal listeners. But I'll get back to that again later. But, you know, that's just my point. That's where I'm going with that. That's why I'm saying everything that I've been talking about so far is linked to one another. I mean, and, and that's pretty obvious too. You know, anybody could say, oh yeah, well, that's, that's like that six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Everything is connected in some certain way. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But I just wanted to bring up these points because nobody's talking about it. That's my main focus right there is that nobody's really talking about it. What everybody's talking about now is a lot of family problems, a lot of family issues. And where's KTNN to help figure those out, you know? Oh, they, they know about their Sunday afternoon freaking um, traditional story time. But where are they to kind of say, hey, look, people, you know, as far as what's going on now, you know, we need to start having some kind of, um, I don't want to say gathering Maybe they'll say, we should have some kind of radio talk show call-in hour on Sundays. And, you know, we'll talk about what domestic violence or abuses or whatever's going on. You know, we can talk about it and maybe have a little discussion or, or, or anything like that, you know. Or maybe just have people finally start to come back into their stupid little protected studio and say, you know, I want to talk about this and maybe set up a separate um, canopy outside or something where they can talk, you know, I'm not going to figure it out for them, but that's just my whole point is that Navajo money spending, um, is careless to the point where when everything fails, what are you going to have left? Especially when money fails, (laughs) you know, uh, materialism is going to be, is going to be one of those things where it's not going to be considered, a lifestyle anymore except for those that really know how to take care of the money and by that I'm mostly thinking Belaganas that live off the reservation that they could buy a lot of these horse trailers and flat screen TVs and fancy cell phones that these crazy Navajos weren't really were really depending on to to live that life of luxury and then they're gonna be like oh I need to sell this to you because I need some more potatoes I need some more meat and, you know, or I need some more diapers for my baby or whatever, you know. All that and that coming together is a um, pretty good subject. And, man, I, I guess I got so fired up. I've been talking for about over 18 minutes now. I'm getting close, coming to 18, 18 minutes and 50 seconds. So I'm going to go ahead and end it at eight, 19 minutes. And um, I'm going to jump on to the next subject from here. 